Hello, this is Nick Holland with Information Security Media Group. I'm joined today by Scott Olson, VP of Product Marketing at Iovation, a transunion company. And we're going to be discussing accounts takeover responding to the new wave. So, Scott, first question is, obviously, we've been talking about account takeover for some time now, years even. Why is it suddenly a growing and strengthening crime? Yeah, well, uh, good question. I mean, I think that everybody has heard about uh, the data breaches that have been in the news. There's, you know, a litany of companies that have been uh, breached and customer records have been uh, compromised. And I think that the account takeover epidemic is a result of the fact that the, the data breaches have shift from just personal information like government IDs, social security numbers, credit card data to account credentials. And so that's the combinations of user IDs and passwords for both existing accounts and potentially future accounts. And so that is getting in the hands of the fraudsters. Um, it's being traded on the dark web. Um, and certainly it's one of the prime targets of attackers that are out there for even other types of attacks, whether it's phishing um, or other types of social engineering. How do you see account takeover being executed after fraudsters derive these credentials from breaches? Yeah, well, they're, they're extremely systematic about it. And so um, for the data breaches, as you might imagine, they have a large database of user ID and password pairs. And those user IDs could either be user IDs that are chosen by the consumer, um, or it could be their email address, since many businesses use the email address as the account ID, uh, coupled with their password. Um, and so the fraudsters are taking these and in a very systematic way, um, they execute an attack called credential stuffing. And what that essentially means is that they will go to the sites that they want to break into. Let's just say it might be a bank, uh, could be a retailer, telecommunications companies or large targets. And they will just systematically try one after another, these user ID password pairs to see if an account exists at that site. Um, and they'll go until they hit a success, and then they'll log in and perpetrate their fraud. Um, and they do it in such a way that they um, don't use the same user ID and password combination um, regularly enough to trip any failed logins that would lock out the account. Um, so they do that systematically. And, and the problem is, is that when these user IDs and accounts are compromised, a lot of times people think about the fact that it compromised that existing account. Uh, but because consumers are allowed to choose their passwords and they typically use their same email address for their account ID, this is also compromising accounts they'll make in the future. And so uh, the fraudsters are just very wise about this. They go and they, they'll test out accounts and many times they can compromise even brand new accounts that have uh, never really been used. So. Um, it's automated, it's systematic, and it's really targeted at, uh, you know, executing successful fraud. So, Scott, in, in response to this, then, how, how can organizations strengthen both authentication and authorization? Yeah, well, um, a lot of this lies with the fact that, especially for accounts, they're accessing it from their user device. And so it starts by being a lot smarter about understanding the devices that consumers use. Um, if you keep a record of the device, 
that a consumer uses to access their account, and you have a process for explicitly approving that device, um, then if those account credentials are compromised, the fraudster is obviously not going to come from the, the, the real consumer's device, and that can be a flag for fraud. And you can use that as a component of authentication. At iOvation, we call that device-based authentication. Um, we have solutions around that, but that's kind of one of the fundamental principles is um, use the information around the consumer devices to help you recognize the consumer when they visit uh, your online site. Um, the other part of this is that the mobile device, uh, the phones in the hands of their computers, are really becoming authenticators. Um, most every consumer has their uh, phone with them at all time, even more than maybe their wallet or their key. Um, you wouldn't leave home without your phone. And there are mechanisms within a business mobile app to make that a strong authenticator um, to secure their accounts. And so that certainly is a, is a key element of protecting against account takeover and can do it in a way that is uh, friendly to the consumer um, and in a way that they're comfortable with and builds trust between them and the company. So how does this effort help build trust with consumers? Yeah, well, uh, so part of this, I've mentioned the authentication piece of the puzzle, which is, um, you know, logging in and authenticating that the user is coming, um, you know, the, the genuine consumer is accessing their account. But when you think about this in the, from the perspective of a mobile application, um, that uh, mobile app for the business can also be used to authorize transactions in the same way. So using the technology that's built right into the phone, whether it's a fingerprint reader, the facial recognition, or even um, a one-time password right there in their app, um, they can use that same process for logging into their account, for changing their email or phone number, um, for making a purchase that is a large purchase uh, over a certain dollar threshold. Um, any risky activity, making a wire transfer perhaps, um, any risky activity can then be authorized by the consumer. And so uh, I'm sure that a lot of the listeners are familiar with notifications from credit card companies where you may get a notification if you've made a online purchase. You could get a notification if you had a purchase outside the country, or you could have a purchase if it's over a certain dollar threshold, as an example. Um, but all of these are after-the-fact notifications, and so the consumer is responsible for following up with their bank and, and indicating that they did not make that purchase is after the fact, after the fraud has occurred. By using that same technology for authentication, for authorization, you can actually build trust with the consumer because now they are approving activities on their account that are high risk. So um, at, instead of just getting a notification of a credit card purchase over a certain threshold, they can authorize that using that same authentication method that they use to log into their account. Um, it builds familiarity with the bank. It builds more value into the banking application or whatever business application, could be a retail, could be telecommunications, like I said. Um, and that familiarity and value that it builds there allows the consumer to trust the business that they're protecting their account. Um, it gives them a feeling of more control over their account. 
And certainly from the business perspective, they can trust that those transactions that are being executed are being approved and are being done by the legitimate user. The other value to the business that is um, sometimes overlooked is one of the problems for businesses is fighting friendly fraud. And this is when the legitimate consumer makes a purchase and then commits a fraud by denying they made that purchase. When you have authorizations, it's actually a strong record of approval of a particular purchase or activity on the account. So they can't deny um, that they did indeed authorize that transaction. How can authentication and authorization be leveraged across other channels? Yeah, so authentication and authorization, a lot of times people think about this um, in terms of the online channel first, is that they think about when they're on a website um, through their browser or when they're in a mobile app. And a lot of times those methodologies are different. Um, the first step is we think that the methodology should be the same, whether they're logging into the website or whether they're logging into an app, you should use the same stronger authentication and authorization methods. Um, but because it's in the app and because the consumers have their phones with them at all times, there's an opportunity to use that for offline value. A good example of this and one of the places that many companies are looking first is with the call center. So when you have a customer that's calling in, um, a lot of times they have to go through numerous steps to authenticate themselves. They have to answer questions. They have to provide government ID information. They have to go through and remember uh, what was the color of their first car, or who did they first date, whatever that might be. Um, there's different methodologies that are not particularly customer friendly and that take a while to execute. And the problem for businesses is that when they're on the line with their consumers, um, that's costing them money. Um, and it's a poor experience for the customer. So it's too bad. It costs the businesses a lot of money. And for the customer, it's a bad experience. So on the flip side of that is that you can use that same strong authentication methodology uh, that's in a mobile app with their phone to authenticate them then quickly to the call center. Um, but that doesn't have to stop there. It could be for a point of sale purchase. It could be at an ATM. So if you're in a store making a large purchase, you could, if it crossed the dollar threshold, you could authorize that. If you're in an ATM, instead of putting in your card, it could detect the proximity and you could authorize a withdrawal uh, right through your phone. And so there's a lot of companies that are looking at ways to take advantage of the fact that the mobile phone for an individual uh, is an authenticator and it can be used for both online and offline purposes. And finally, Scott, so what is Iovation doing to help organizations respond to this new wave of account takeover? Yeah, so Iovation is very focused on fighting fraud and authenticating users and really providing uh, tools through the devices that consumers use to assess their risk and provide what we call risk-appropriate authentication. So we can check uh, the devices that are being used and see if it is uh, a device that's been associated with a fraudster in the past. Um, and then we can also, like I mentioned earlier, we have a device-based authentication technology that can explicitly pair uh, a computer or a mobile phone with an account so that we recognize it uh, as belonging to the person that owns that account. 
And then we have strong multi-factor authentication uh, in a product called LaunchKey that can be built directly into the business app and help you execute exactly what I was talking about, which is the same type of experience for both online and offline activities, both on uh, authentication and authorization of risky transactions. And so from our vision perspective is that you shouldn't have just front door security. You don't wanna have um, extremely strong security just for logging in as an example, because it may be a low risk activity. If you're just coming in to check your account, maybe to see a balance, uh, maybe to browse, uh, browse through purchase items, um, that's not a high risk activity. So you can just use their device um, as an authentication methodology. And then you can present them with stronger authentication, whether it's a biometric like a facial recognition or fingerprint reader um, or a PIN or a one-time password um, when they execute a riskier transaction like changing their account details. Um, so we have kind of, we have a flexible set of capabilities both to identify fraud and identify risk associated with consumer devices and then to pre uh, present risk-appropriate authentication, both at login, but also for the purposes of authorization uh, of high-risk transactions uh, or interactions like in the call center. Thank you, Scott. That was Scott Olson, VP of Product Marketing at Iovation, which is a transunion company. And for Information Security Media Group, I'm Nick Holland.